Hi everybody, it's WDW Happy Hour here. I am Catherine. I am joined by my fellow podcast members, Holly. Hello. Rob. Greetings. Scott. Hi. And our intrepid producer, Matt. Hello. Um, We have an exciting show for you today. We have a lot of news, a lot of thoughts. Um, I'm sure you guys have seen the news, so you know what's What's a coming? Um, but first, we're going to start it with topping it off, where we talk about a beal, a beal, a <laughs> Disney beal, a Disney drink um, found somewhere on property. Um, and Matt, I'm kicking to you. What do you have for us, dear Matthew? Um, I'm going to Kimonos at mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Uh, Swan. And I've done a drink from here before, but I'm doing a different one this time. I think I had both at the same... You did. Sitting, if not the definitely the same trip, and I am highlighting the Yuzuri whiskey sour, and that is whiskey sour a whiskey sour with a Japanese spin to it. It's Kokori whiskey, which is a Japanese brand of whiskey. Uh, Yuzuri yuzu liqueur, which is just a Japanese citrus liqueur and fresh egg whites. If you like whiskey sours or whiskey based drinks and want to try something a little bit new, I definitely recommend this one. That sounds good. Was this in a martini glass, if I... No, it was in a, um, I believe it oh, was like in... Oh, like a rocks... Yeah, okay. like a rocks glass. Okay, so I don't I don't know if you remember, so you can just say no if I'm putting you in, on the spot. No. So, okay. <laughs> um, I know you had the Kimono yeah. that night, and you also had the Usuri Whiskey Sour. Do you remember which one you liked better? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I remember tasting this. I really I love a, a sour based drink. If I had to guess, I think I liked this one better. Okay. If but because the kimono was a little bit more frou frou. That one came in up. Yeah, on, I just uh, know based on the descriptions that the whiskey sour is more up my speed. Up, so, up your or speed. Up my alley. <laughs> up your speed. I love the combination of uh, <laughs> idioms. Familiar idioms. Yeah. All right. Well, what location, I am an idiom. What location do you think leads the pack as far as topping it offs? I think homecoming's up there. Yeah, yeah. to me, I would say either kimonos or homecoming up there. I think Jock Lindsay's is probably pretty high too. That would be a. Are we taking the World Showcase kiosks as one? Because those <laughs> would be up there pretty yeah, high too. True. Any like cocktail. Scott or Catherine, if you're bored one day and want to just <laughs> catalog <laughs> that from the uh, Google Doc that we have. One of these days, oh, I could figure days. that out. And we're coming on our like grand. That's that's like, what I meant. I I accidentally. How many do we need? One hundred twenty-eight for another uh, bracket. Oh, we're very close then that's because what I, I think we're at one twenty-seven. Uh, we're it, at episode one twenty-seven. So okay. we actually probably need to be at episode one twenty-nine, don't we? Right to get mm-hmm. the one to prepare one, ourselves. Yes. 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 But but yes. <laughs> Yeah, so two more episodes from wow. now we can do it. Wow. Yeah, that's insane. so that'll be coming to you sometime towards the end of the year. That would be fun. <laughs> It'd also be good to know which ones because I remember we went really hard for what, what the yak attack. Oh yeah, I've never had the yak attack. I was voting for it in final rounds and never had it. I think I was just voting you against things I didn't description. like. Yeah. yeah, you were voting against things. You but didn't. it was like um. Uh, slushy with yeah, like, yeah. It's like I was mango in, I, yeah mango slushy I was into the description so alright yeah that got strangely far yeah for that a drink, that, for a drink <laughs> that not all of us had or maybe only one of us or two yeah, of us that's fine 
All right, so Rob, shall we kick it to you or maybe dribble it to you oh, with the news? My <laughs> oh, man, that bounce pass. I'm, just, I'm sorry, I'm just, this is great. This is great for a visual medium, but you know what I'm going to say? That your your snapback is just holding on for dear life. <laughs> Rob is wearing a snapback Dave Matthews fan hat, and he is on, like, the last... <laughs> I can't help that I have a giant freak head, okay? I never noticed that you have a big yeah. head, but the snap the snapback is yeah. telling me yep. for sure. I have to keep it there, because I have a... Yeah. I, like, I like it. I like the snapback. Oh, gosh. Oh, on golly. That note, so the NBA experience is officially closing. It's been uh, closed since COVID. Um, COVID. But Disney announced. <laughs> Damn the Disney. Disney announced. <laughs> COVID. No, no, like, yeah. um, anybody venture a guess when it officially opened? Oh man, I want to say. I don't have the date. I, I want to say it here. was early. Um. 2019? Yeah, I agree. February? Early? February? I would yeah, say February 2019. Yeah, early. Maybe maybe like April. I'm not guessing, but mm-hmm. go ahead. 2018? August 2019. Stop August. <gasps> so, it, what, August, September, October, November, December, January. I mean, Seven months? Oh my gosh. Just eight months? And by the time that some of us went to it, it was, it was October, and by that time, they were already allowing full cast member free access to it. So that was two months they knew that this was going to be a problem. So just a little glimpse into the future of what the Galactic Star Cruiser is going to look like. <laughs> I thought the NBA experience was super fun. But again, I didn't pay for it. It, it was fun. It. it was not worth what they were asking for. No. How much were they asking? I think it was... 30, uh, so the article say says $34. Yeah. I actually do think that that's, that's fine. No. No way. There's no way you could do mul- those things multiple times. Like, there were some things I liked that I would have done three or four times, like the Hot Shots game where, like, the thing moves. But for hours and hours, th- they pictured this as, on a rainy day, you can go to Disney Springs and come and go as you... You would never... There's not enough stuff there to spend more than doing everything once. Did you not get your picture taken with the fake Adam Silver? I did. <laughs> um... By the way, my favorite thing in that was the replay room where they basically play a bunch of close calls and then you get to watch it from all different um, camera angles and then you have to decide what the call on the court is. Oh. I mean, there were some cool things. It just wasn't... It, there wasn't anything signature enough there to warrant that. Like, it was a collection of arcade-ish experiences that was missing what, like, The Void had. I'm, I'm surprised it failed so miserably. I, 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 I was in the camp of, I thought this was going to succeed when they announced it. The NBA is huge. I thought it would, you know. You know, if they'd have put, a, they, ra- they'd was, have put a restaurant and a bar in it, they yeah, probably really, could have. They did, I mean, well, it, yeah, I guess sort in of. sort. Um, I mean, City Works is... Part of the thing, but it's not really. Yeah. It's not. But if you really put it. it inside, I think that would have been different. Have it be like an ESPN zone or whatever, or Dave and Buster's. Yeah. But so what? What do? You, what does everybody think ends up going there? Oh, jeez. MLB experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they wanted to, to go down even faster. <laughs> yeah. All seventy-year-old dudes with their. This yeah. is great. Score, I can hit a Randy Johnson fastball. <laughs> 
I'm trying to think what would be because that's a huge. I was going to say I've never physically been inside, it's giant. so I it's, it's giant. and it's multiple floors. Yes, it's like three or four. I want to say I know it was with yeah. Disney Quest, or, or it was like. Well, I think that when they gutted it for NBA experience, if I'm not mistaken, it's now only two. Well, no, it, might it might be three. Be three. It might be three. It might still be three. It was a brand new building. They not. Quest down. quest down. It's a brand new right. space. I don't think they're going to knock the building down again. Whatever it's very they're... sleek. I mean, yeah. the inside of it, like, you have, like, an atrium that looks up into the second floors. It's very, it's very yeah. cool. Yeah, the layout as it is and, like, the bones of that new building are such that you could do a lot with it, but what the hell you do with it is... I mean, I'm always a fan of eating and drinking, and I think that really, Disney Springs could take another restaurant really if you look at reservation if you look at reservations tonight if we were all down there and we were like we want to eat somewhere tonight somewhere like splitsville or city works that's just huge and has a ton of seating and accessible menu for everybody you cannot go wrong it will i'm not succeed. even joking when i say if you made an nba restaurant and bar and just kept the theming and with put shaquille on- o'neal as the proprietor and head chef well, no but it wouldn't be hard to like have your waiters and waitresses with jerseys on and just kind of you, you, lean into it. You could do each city has a specialty food Ooh, item or I drink. I love that. Right. Call, MLB yeah. has done that. Yeah. Um, a couple years ago, they did a fan fest type thing in mm-hmm. Brooklyn or something. I remember that. Yeah, remember you? I think you're the one that shared it with me. Oh, yeah. They yeah, had yeah, a, the they best food. of the they best. Had a, like their signature thing. A ballpark yes. item from every city. That is right. awesome. Um, that would be cool. So yeah, you got your you know Chicago style pizza, Philly cheesesteak, sure. Yeah. Detroit garbage. It's just a it's <laughs> a car. You eat a piece of a car. <laughs> Someone from Detroit. Our fans in Detroit just, are really us off. I, Everyone I, in Detroit who I, listens to us. I think they're most known for um, their version of pizza, which is the deep ish dish. Like, um, you ever have the, the lunch combo from <laughs> Little Caesars? Oh, yeah, with the, the French yes, bread? Yes, yes, it, yes. That's what they're known for. Okay. Detroit? That's yeah, that's their style of pizza there. All right, Disney, yeah, Rob but, is on this. Feel free oh, to I contact him. <laughs> Not quite. More Think of, like, a French bread, like Sicilian, we would know it as. Yeah. Here. A thick, like a thick that thicker. Um, so like Detroit's that. known for a derivative on the worst kind of pizza, which is deep dish. Yeah. I'm also coming for the Chicago fans. Oh, I agree with you. That's wow. not pizza. That's a casserole. Casserole. Boom. Wow, wow, wow. So I did see somebody on, I don't know if it was Twitter, Instagram, people were speculating. Uh, let me throw this one out to you. Um, Disney will never do this, but somebody suggested Disney-themed Escape rooms. I love that. I love that. Would that would be dope. Okay. That could be so awesome. Okay. And I would spend, if you made it like a two hour escape room and had like five or six in there, oh my gosh, they would make so much money. Because you could just replicate, like, put oh, the same yes. experience you on each floor. You only have to figure it out right? once and, and maybe just... do two different levels of difficulty. And that's oh, fairly low that. overhead. Um, right. And also, it gives you the freedom to rotate those rooms and introduce new things a lot easier than you void. would say the <laughs> yeah, void. It's true. You could do, uh, yeah, that in the matter of 
overnight you can switch the IP. Yeah, they create a new room that's based on the newest new movie d- or uh, Disney Pixar. Plus show. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I like that. That would be yeah. awesome. <laughs> it's a great idea, Rob. Yeah, I, awesome. I'm not claiming. I, I I wish I could credit whomever. Rob Wozniak uh, thought of this on his own. <laughs> Man, both of those, honestly, even the the food from around the country, I really like. Either of those. I'll take either. <laughs> All right. We'll continue on the food theme. Okay. So we have our first of official buffet format reopening. Okay. It, it did, I think, this week it reopened. Uh, Boma, Flavors of Africa. But are you surprised that they're going back to the buffets already? The traditional go serve yourself food out and... Touch everything. Touch, touch everything. everything. <laughs> That's my favorite song from Zootopia. Yeah, me too, yeah. Nothing surprises me. Like I know. It's it's just uh, some of some of the ways they're moving forward in general surprise me. So this is just another piece of that puzzle. That like I'm thinking, why why are we increasing compat why are we rolling out new things? Like why are we doing this right now? Um <laughs> I, I will say, I do enjoy a good buffet, and I thought the premise of, um, for example, we did Cape May Cafe, which was traditionally go serve yourself buffet, was now they brought you See, servings of stuff. I was okay with that. See, it was fine, but I'd much rather go up there and, Take if I want a whole bunch of shrimp, I want a whole bunch of shrimp and not... I was eating stuff that I know, you know, there was potatoes in there. There's no way I would have gotten potatoes on the regular buffet. Um, God forbid. Yeah. Right here. Um, are they, did they say that they're doing anything different in you know, light like a of server or protocols like or like? Great Tons question. everywhere, I think, right? I, I don't know. I haven't seen, I mean, people, people said the food was good. I didn't see anything where they're serving you. Or right. anything along those lines. But um, as far as we know, like communal serving spoons and things like that, right? Yeah, but if you think about it, it's not the serving spoons that's really the issue. It's the con- the people contact with the food. Like if you were right. sick and you like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you had the people sticking their heads yeah, under, under the sneeze bar. Like that's that's where it's the problem. It's not necessarily the the serving thing kids itself. with their grimy little yeah, fingers in their mouths and stuff I don't trust a kid near that I know I, I'm surprised they went but. is that the only like true buffet so are they doing anything with like Chef Mickey or like Kate May Cafe now or are they just kind of keeping I, that you're putting me on the spot no I'm I did sorry. see so no it's okay I know Crystal Palace is going to mm. is Crystal Palace open or no I don't I think know. it is I think they're doing the family style, but it's going to transition over okay. fairly quickly. You know what's good about that one? They have a kids buffet there uh, just for kids, so they can just like quarantine themselves with the chicken nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> Mac and cheese. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised they, I, you know, when we first speculated about this, I thought it would be years, but yeah. I guess not. Um, no pop juice, though. That's the big, that's the big say, news part. Yeah, so, again, I was reading or hearing something about this as well. And the speculation is it's a manufacturer issue. Oh. It's not a Disney. Either they stop making it or the supply the, chain something. Yeah. There is manufa- manufacturing issues because I know, like, with our school, like, we don't have peanut butter and jelly. And we always have peanut butter and jelly on the menu. But there's something with there's just not enough peanut butter. And oh, they can't. Interesting. 
Yeah. So so maybe it will come back eventually. That's like the yeah. hope. I mean, that was like such, that was like the thing there. Yeah. It, it's, it was. The, and then they started, I always thought it was unique to to Boma, but I think, I think you could get it at Ohana Breakfast and other locations as well. Grotto has the pog. Oh, really? Okay. I thought Enchanted Tiki Bar. Okay. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I could be wrong. Yeah. I could be totally wrong. It seems like a Polynesian vibe. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're right. Call. Yeah. All right. We'll keep on the uh, food. All right. <laughs> restaurant All right. Uh, train. So we never talked about the wave closing. I don't think I ever, I think I skipped we it or men- missed it. I think we mentioned it in another story where we were like, the wave's not open. Like we were talking, maybe it was like yeah. a main topic and we were like, oh, well, the wave's not open. There was a, so. he- a news heavy week a couple because it closed july 15th um and i i remember getting home after we recorded i was like oh i completely forgot about the wave like but, for good no well the wave itself closed oh yes for good and right. they're branding it steakhouse 71 Woo! i just wanted to say 55 <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so yeah this is um they it's a new casual themed restaurant is what they're calling it. Casual. Well, that's weird because Steakhouse 55 in Disneyland was far from what I would consider casual. Yeah, I agree. Correct. I wonder if... I'm so excited for this, number one. This is, like, I am so excited for this. Well, and I feel like it's going to be pretty available because if people are looking for a fancy meal at the contemporary they can go right on upstairs to the california grill and the california grill is beloved by many which mm-hmm. good for those people i will sit down in the <laughs> casual steakhouse in that dark cold basement mm-hmm. of the contemporary and eat me a steak D- don't forget too the original rumor for this was the incredibles steakhouse i remember that <laughs> do you think it was so the response to the rooms that they were like eh, maybe we won't go all in on the incredibles um, it could be. Disney is very much in touch with what their fans what, think. What I didn't realize until something happened during these last two weeks, where social media put pressure on them to change something immediately. Are we going to talk? I, about I, I that? could talk about that. I don't have it as a news article, okay. but I could. I know enough details okay. about it. Um, well, first so, of all, was Steakhouse Fifty Five at at California or, or at, um, at Disneyland, Disneyland Hotel. Hotel. Disneyland Hotel. Yeah. So that's closed. Forever. And, and we're, I'm wondering how much of the menu, aesthetics, etc. this restaurant is going to share with Steakhouse 55. I don't think a lot. I, so it's just really the name. Reading the... It seems more... Okay, I think they themed Steakhouse 55 after the year 1955 in California in like Walt's time of bringing Disneyland to life and I think this is going to be more Roy's experience with opening Disney World in 1971 so it's going to have that more 70s aesthetic Mm, which is already a little less casual than (laughs) mid 50s aesthetic does anybody like a 70s aesthetic though? (laughs) 71 it's going to be all Vietnam War themed green and orange (laughs) or orange and brown I don't know just have fortunate sun playing on a loop the old uh, like subway colors is what I'm thinking of but speaking (laughs) so you brought up California Grill in addition to this they're doing a new dining experience, which this, I know you're not the biggest California Grill fan, but this has potential. It's, they're going to do a new limited time menu drawing on the history of California Grill. Oh, that's cool. 
So there may be potential there. Yeah, I mean, I'm down. I've always wanted to do their brunch. I mean, that yeah. looks amazing. Um, yeah. But that's, I think, a little different than the classic dinner menu. I still think this is better than the Incredible Oh my gosh, oh, yes. like, yes. There's no doubt to me that this is better. And honestly, if they keep those, I think those lounge rooms are like the coolest. That's like a true hidden gem. I know. I hope they don't get yeah, rid of those. Yeah, like those rooms. Like you would never know that second room was there. If I you feel just, like those are I, gone. I was going to say, I cannot help but feel that those are going away. I don't know they how. They could make them bigger, like uh, part... Like, "Quote unquote," part, like uh, uh, part uh, of the lounge, like no, like just bigger parties that oh, could yeah. have mafia that room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mafia Bo- bottle service in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, more food. More so, food. More food. So we have the menus for the creperie, the creperie, creperie. Uh, the creepery. Well, it's, it's a crate where they <laughs> keep all the creeps. <laughs> yes. Bob um, Chavik has a booth in there all the time. So it's open. <laughs> Did you see they moved the the old green box that's been by World Showcase where you could get crepes? Mm-mm. Yeah, they it's gone. Oh, they're ready yeah. for a new crepe. Well, the, so right. So this is a takeout window, and then they have the sit down restaurant. But so I, I don't know if the menu is the same. That's the part I think I it don't. is. I think so too. I love too. me a crepe. Um, I, I have a first hand, no, second hand, <laughs> no, first hand, I mean, I was there. A second hand review mm-hmm. of this. Um, we're friends with a cast member who got to preview both the ride and the creperie this week. Um, absolutely delicious is what we heard. There's a sweet crepe and there's a savory crepe. Um, and he kind of said like, oh, I was going to sit in a sit down restaurant. And I was like, what are you talking about? Are you talking about like Le Chefs de France? And he's like, no, you can sit in the crepery. And I was like, oh, and he goes, but I don't know if I'd call it like traditional table service. So it's a little oh. confusing to me. And I read that there are no reservations. It'll be first come first serve. So it's not going to be on hmm. the advanced reservation site, but very, a lot bigger than I thought. Hmm. Like, it looks more spaced out. I was thinking in my head, like, the back of the French Pavilion with all those tables so close to each other, and you're, like, standing up, like, eating cheese. Um, But this is much more... It looks like a sit-down restaurant. So there there's six savory choices. They're $15.95. And then there's five dessert options for $8.95. Well, maybe the maybe they are different then. Well, maybe what they the, were just the, debuting the, was one, like a sample one one. of. Hmm. I, I just don't know. Interesting. Yeah, I definitely. Oh, the walk-up window has less. Oh, so, okay. So here's the walk-up. Okay. So I, you I know just... this makes great pod, but it's a much smaller menu, and then there's that, which I'm assuming is the. Okay. The inside inside or... the sit-down. But the, the, this article describes it as a sit-down. A table service restaurant. Interesting. Yeah. I think it's kind of cool that they're doing... Oh, they do a prefix. First come, first serve. They do. Oh, I wonder if there's alcohol there. (laughs) Yes. Can you get an alcoholic crepe? (laughs) That is what we're... Oh, wow. That is next level. Oh, you'd probably cook it off if you put alcohol in it. We'll take it any way we can get it. But this is exciting. I'm... Oh, I'm Looking, excited for the, this. The pear dessert one just sounds... Uh, I love a pear flavor. <laughs> yep. Okay, I've never had a crepe 
a very thin so, pancake. And but... I always see them, and they look delicious. And one day I will try a crepe. I like a chocolate. I like a crepe with some chocolate. I like a crepe with some chocolate. They do have a hazelnut chocolate spread with cream. Yeah, that's what I want. Do they have like a sampler? Yeah. Stuff flight. That would be easier to do than you'd think because they could just make like five at a time. Just, and just them up. Give you a piece of each one. Yep. That's actually not a bad idea. Yeah, crepe flight. We're here for ideas, Disney. We should just go and order it and see if they'll do, if they'll do it. Was there any other news this week? Well, oh, yeah. oh yeah. What well, was, hold on. What was to, your oh. social media? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, okay so, so the, there, Twitter blew up. I don't know what night it was. Um, I want to say last week that they they had this unthemed DJ basically playing music and talking to guests as they were leaving Magic Kingdom from the the second level of the train station and everyone's like what is this this is turning into you like he <laughs> he took us back to what like 2003 he was raising the roof oh, with people it was so <laughs> embarrassing i gotta see this like, video. it's so embarrassing it's so bad how old is this guy oh he's like younger like mid-20s yeah oh, no. yeah yeah so sad and uh Everyone's like, this is so unthemed. What are they doing? Like, what, just what is Main Disney Street doing? USA, yeah. turn of the century. And it, I guess States. it was their attempt at providing instructions to guests leaving after fireworks. <laughs> Why you don't have guests with the, the or, guests, the cast members with, the, guess, with the sticks and. So and instead play. they used a DJ? Yeah. So he was like playing songs and he was like. Yeah, he's like to the left. Yeah, no, he's like the buses so are going to be here far left. Just like given instructions. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was so. This went on for a couple nights. It starts getting posted more and more. People criticizing, criticizing it. <laughs> the guys all set up. I don't know. Say Friday night, ready to go. And Disney just pulls them. They basically like they show the cast member talking to him. I don't know, manager or something, and. He just stopped performing it. They stopped doing it. I feel bad for him because he's a local DJ and yeah, they like found his Twitter. Like they yeah. found like it's his business. I feel bad for him. Yeah, it's it's true, he just took a gig. Like, hey, I'm, I'm gonna DJ yeah, like, a what? And I think the whole like race of the roof. I mean, it's he was pro- like just. Well, wait, like, what can you do? It's Disney. Like, right. He knew he was DJing in the Magic <laughs> right. Kingdom. Like how how uh, subversive. I'm sure really if you be. if you go on. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure it's on I will, Reddit. I will show oh, you I can't now wait. Because, oh, oh. Yeah. I bet he'll land on his feet. <laughs> I hope. Packing all available space to the window. <laughs> to the wall. <laughs> oh, wow. So that's that's the uh, social media story. All right. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Fill all the seats, 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 seats. Damn. That's good. Oh, all right. Serious now. Serious. Serious. All right, can we can we have yes, the pretense so I can talk crap on Disney? Genie? Sure. Let's let's have our debate. So we got details on Disney Genie. Mm-hmm. Finally. Um, where do we start? Where do we start here? So let's give a quick rundown. I'm gonna move this so okay. I could. Um, so three of us were there when this was announced. What are you talking about? Oh, at D23. Originally, when this oh, feature was, like, was originally announced. Right. At D23 Expo. Yes. Okay, well, let's let's take that news, I guess, that part of it. So, 
this is going to reside in the current versions. And this is for both coasts, east and west. It's going to reside in the currently available app, the My Disney Experience slash Walt Disney World app, and then the Disneyland app. Was that your understanding no. of the presentation? No. This was going to be a new app. New, new app. New app. Which frightens the heck out of me. Yes. Because it's Maybe. garbage to begin with. It Correct. crashes on my phone all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, I haven't been able to make a dining reservation on my app for two months. Yeah. You can't. I can't do it. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Concern one. Mm-hmm. Right. So, what do we know? There's... Two versions, basically, of the same Genie function. There's the free Disney Genie, which is going to provide recommendations for wait times, predictive um, wait times, forecasted wait times, I think is what they're calling it. Um, And then there's the paid service, my Disney, or my... Disney Genie Plus. Disney Genie Plus, right? And that will give you access to no longer fast passes, Light, lightning Lane Selections. So, that will be $15 per day per guest. Um, all the parks are the same. Um, and that will... So, I know there's so many things to say. I'm trying yeah. to think of like how to say this in a... So, the selections will allow you to make one selection at a time. But not all attractions will be lightning lanes there will be individual what do they call it individual attraction selections which will then be additional purchases Uh per attraction okay which with a maximum of two per day so it's very confusing Mm -hmm. um i will (laughs) i will uh, so i don't know somebody catherine can give your thoughts catherine said uh, oh, like when Catherine this first got say. announced that she's like, isn't it so unfortunate this is called Genie, like one of the most beloved characters? And it really is just like the equivalent of Bob Chapek just like taking a dump on Robin Williams' legacy. It being like, <laughs> oh, what are you associated with here? The Genie? Well, well wait, let me wait, make but, something called the but, Genie that everyone thinks sucks. It, Except for easy, Rob. It's easy to put it on Chapek, <laughs> but this has been in the works for years. Sure. This, is, this was an Iger signed off on. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. Thought you know. My question is: Did the did the the first iteration what we potentially saw at D twenty three? Did it change because of COVID? Yes. It absolutely. You, absolutely. I think the thing that changed, and you can correct me if this, this is countered by anything that we know. The thing that we saw at D23 did not have a financial component to it. That we knew of. Well, right. Right. But what was presented was not a paid premium service. It was a service to help bridge the gap between first-time park goers and experienced park goers. I would love to go back and watch that uh, presentation today. And I would also love to go back and hear what we said about it. Because I think we were like... We are the Disney genies. We know where to go. We know which restaurant. We know where to go at 1 p.m. Right. when every stroller's in Fantasyland. Like, we know what... We're, I we am know the where, <laughs> I am the math. I don't... Not, I know more than you. I am the genie. <laughs> like, I, we were thinking, oh, gosh, remember how they were like, if you like princesses and pirates, 
pirates, you're gonna love our fantasy fantasy package. And I'm like, you've gotta be kidding me. We'll start you off at Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique in the morning for 14 hours. Get your get your child dressed to the Hilton glitter and then get on one ride. Okay. So that's you'll pay for. Yes. I, I think what we saw was the genie regular. Yes. Yeah. I agree. But, right? Genie light. Okay. So Here's my opinions. Um, I think some of you guys know what I'm going to say. Um, I'm, I'm going under the... When I say this, I'm going under the thought that FastPass wasn't going to remain free. Can I just... So, can, go, can ahead, I, go ahead. I, can we add one thing? I'm not sure if we said this outright. The individual FastPass selections... Mm-hmm. So we're going to call these like the e-ticket rides, okay? Those are a separate price that you can get two of per day, and we don't know what that price is right and now. They are, and, and, and they're they are variable cost based correct. on demand. Okay. So that is surge pricing for those e-tickets, mm-hmm. of which we don't know exactly what the minimum and maximum will be charged or estimate, and we don't know exactly which rides will be in that tier so the other lesser tier rides you can get one at a time okay all right so i do i do have an article that where they speculated what what's going to fall into the individually priced attractions sure so at hollywood studios it's going to be Rise of the Resistance. But this is not confirmed, right? No, is not confirmed, a- but I f- have pretty good faith in this. Rise of the Resistance and Slinky Dog Bash. So that means Mickey and Minnie's won't be uh, Rock and Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror, Millennium Falcon, uh, Toy Story Mania. That's five pretty good attractions right there that won't be individually priced. Sure. Which I, I say that because... We could get back to is there some sort of value in this at each of the parks, right? Uh-huh. So then Magic Kingdom is Space Mountain, Seven Dwarfs, Mine Train. Not surprising there, right? Probably the two uh, Peter Pan's flight, may, but I, I mean, from that, a that fast pass, a, a traditional fast. That's a long fast. wait for, so that might be a good deal right? to, to be able to do that one. Epcot, Test Track, and Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. That's kind of shocking to me. What? what it, Test track. You can single ride that. Frozen has a longer wait traditionally. Even Soren can have a comparable wait. That one surprised me. I think, especially given the goal of this. I mean, the stated goal of this is to improve the park experience for, <laughs> you know, families and people who aren't as familiar. Frozen would definitely be a ride that you'd want to try and nail families on that is not the goal the goal is to make money that is the goal and if you well, think that the goal the is any goal, different the stated goal is to have a better park experience sure well that's not true that is that is that is predicated on a falsitude that they are feeding the the public well, no, well, no, i think no, wait, i think wait. that's that's an exaggeration because i think disney does better when people want to come back to their parks so they yeah. do well. They do want their pe- want people going to the parks to want to come back to the parks. So having a good park experience is something that is part of the financial benefit of Disney. Sure. People's number one complaint about park experience is wait times, and right. waiting. So this addresses that through 
financial means, you know. Um, and then the last two, so Animal Kingdom is Flight of Passage and Kilimanjaro Safaris. <laughs> so that that's brings weird. you that's right. Weird. That's weird. Why? What why? Would you, why? Kilimanjaro why? Safaris is weird. That was a five-minute wait the last time I was there. I haven't. I mean, uh, I'm sure that is that can fluctuate, but. Expedition Everest seems like that's more of an e-ticket attraction. I agree. Yeah. yeah. But it does have a single rider option. And also, these are not set in stone. These Correct. are just speculation. And Correct. So, um, so going under the stipulation that, or the agreed upon thought premise that they were going to start charging for fast passes, to me... This is about the best system they could have come up with because I was afraid we were getting the Paris system of all a all cart. And I was, I'm like, I don't want to be deciding in the Magic Kingdom. Do I want to spend $8 for Haunted Mansion or $10 for Big Thunder or, you know, or $12 for Space Mountain? And I'm not even saying I would do that on an individual basis. But this makes a decision to purchase this for the Magic Kingdom, I think a lot easier. Um, you get into the question of, now, you take Test Track and Remy's Adventure out, do you need this at Epcot? No. What else are you going to ride? Spaceship Earth, Soarin', Frozen? You just wait for those, right? Mm -hmm. I would save my money and just rope drop. Yeah. Right. It, yes. yes. It makes rope, this makes rope dropping all the more uh, important, I would think, if there's if you don't want to spend additional funds, right? And the same goes for for Animal Kingdom, I think, because what <laughs> else is what else is left that you would get a fast dinosaur Everest? <laughs> and, I would never um, use this for Animal Kingdom. What's ever. what's the what's Co the river? river Rapids? No, the other uh, boat ride. Oh, uh, oh, Navi River Journey. Navi River Journey. <laughs> um, that's it, right? I mean. And then, I think Hollywood Studios, I think there's some value. I, I named five pretty big um, See, I would use this at Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom, Me for too. sure, hands down. Yeah. I, I tend to agree with I that. I don't know if I say for sure, hands down. I don't know that I do this every trip. It would very much depend on the people I was with and the purpose of the trip. Because I think that's super important. I think the, for instance, the... You know, we have a group of friends that we could maybe go two days and not get on a ride. Yeah. Why would we be spending extra money? Oh, right. Like, right. Like now if we go with friends who haven't been in 10 years or, you know, we want to get on as many rides as we can and we're doing like the pounding on the pavement. But that is less common for at all. Speak for Matt and I. We don't we don't do that a lot. Like, there aren't a lot of days where we're like, we're going to get on as many rides as we possibly can. We're very much meandering, eating, drinking, going from yep. one restaurant <laughs> to another bar. Let's get a couple of rides and maybe whatever. Hang out at the resorts. Like, that's more our style. So I don't know that this is something we would do every time. I do think, to your point, I think... I so infrequently go to Magic Kingdom proper, and when I go there, it is almost because they don't have alcohol. 
<laughs> it is almost always about rides. It's not about food. It's not about drinking. If I'm in the Magic Kingdom, I'm probably there to do rides. That's probably the one that I would be most likely to do. Yes. Disney Genie Plus. You get a lot. You get a lot yeah. of bang, bang for your buck. It's probably the only reason you're in that park. The other ones, you know, Hollywood Studios maybe a close second, like you said. But the other two, no way, yeah. ever. No, me neither. So one other detail, right? That is. So how does this differ from fast, the traditional Fast Pass Plus? Those selections were able to be made sixty days in advance. These you don't have to pre-plan anything, except if you're staying on property, you get to book one at seven a.m. Um, and then that I guess part makes me I, mad. I, I, yeah, I hate I, that. And, that. And here's why. Big capital H. So you get to make your selection at 7 a.m. as opposed to being able to make it 60 days in advance. And when you were able to make them 60 days in advance, you could select three at a time. Now you're making one at 7 a.m., which means you have to wake up at 7 a.m. And like, okay, for the most part, I'm likely awake, but it's like sleeping in is a value for a lot of people when they're on vacation. And a lot of people are going to say like, oh, well, it's a Disney vacation. There's like a certain degree of like, you wake up and you get going, you're going to the parks. But sometimes you just want to sleep in. <laughs> so now every time you're you're having to wake up a little before 7 a.m. to get to make sure that you get a ride. So like say goodbye to sleeping in ever on a Disney vacation if you want to take advantage of this service. Well, my other concern too is like if you can't make a, a lightning lane, I don't know. What, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, I'm gonna call it fast pass just for <laughs> yeah. right now. Like, what if like okay, I want I'm going to Magic Kingdom and I need to get on Haunted Mansion, and then I get on at seven o'clock, and God knows who else is on. Am I going to be guaranteed a Haunted Mansion? That's a that. Hall, oh, that's a great question. I don't yeah, understand do do? the I don't understand the logistics of of that. So you go on at seven. Does it present you where in the past, right? You would get your hour window, mm-hmm. and you could choose. Okay, I'm not gonna. I want to sleep in that day. I'm gonna take noon, noon to one. I don't know if it's gonna give you windows or it's you're getting the next available. So if you're on there at seven and the park opens at nine, you're getting one for nine fifteen. <laughs> and if it is nine fifteen, is in an hour window. I don't. Yeah, I, I went released. through. I went through the travel agent stuff. I couldn't find answers to those questions of what. What is the logistics of the actual? Or will they give me a backup lightning lane? Like no, there's no. It no says backup. one at a time. Addition, um, additionally, I'd like to know uh, if if we're talking about logistics, how they're doing, how they're going to do line management now that this is a paid service, because before there are two separate lines. You had a fast pass line. You had a general standby line. Gen- our fast pass line took precedent, but they were they still were filtering in general standby line. Now there's a lot more onus on Disney to be like, oh, these people are paying for it, and they paid to not wait, so we have to make sure that they get in. So does that mean that if you're on a ride that has a that an e-ticket standby line? Does that mean it's going to be way more waiting in standby because all the other people are going to get precedent and they're not going to filter as many in in the standby line? Does that make sense? What I'm I know saying? what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I I don't think we're going to know that until we see it in practice. It, I understand. I I think there is going to certainly be 
more pressure on Disney to make that lane because now people are paying. Because we we've all experienced where you get in the fast pass, it's like why why do I even have a fast pass for this? Because <laughs> you feel like you're the waiting. Standby's just moving faster. You know, right. That or could like it's just super long. Could you so. imagine adding that I paid twenty dollars for each of my five members of my family. So I spent a hundred bucks to get on this ride and I'm not moving. Could you like not to mention the ire that would draw? That they are going to benefit from those lines, those standby lines looking longer because that pushes people to pay. They're not gonna want flight of passage to look at look less than seventy five minutes because who's buying it if they can get it for Oh, so you think that? Uh, yeah, and that's man. That's I sin- think that is sinister. That's some conspiracy. Yeah, that but that's like, what they're going to do. That's what I would do if yeah. I was if I was selling fast passes. I would want that standby line to never drop below an hour. And if it and they might just bump it up, so it's like they they'll just say like, "Hey, if it's actually forty, we bump it up 20, 25 minutes to make it look right like it's more, so we can give the facade of value." For yeah, people paying, absolutely, that's insane. But I totally wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> that that raises the point of the the genie, right? Of the regular genie of saying, "Go do this. This is uh, this is less time than normal." I think is how they. I forget the exact language they use in the the app. Less than expected or less than usual. Um, everyone has like the idea of changing people's behavior. Is certain people have information that others don't, right? That's what the, right. the that's what the um, what's the touring plans? Touring plans, yeah, right. That's the idea. Only a handful. Yeah, not everybody 10, has. Say ten percent, right? But that changes the behavior of that ten percent to max. But now everyone has. Uh, there's there's got to be some sort of psychological like uh, theory around this. I just. Don't know it, but right, right. If, you're, you're not. If everyone has the same info, you're not changing behavior, right? Because if, if everyone's if not a lot of, if there's not a long wait at, let's just say Winnie the Pooh, and everyone gets a um push notification, a, a push notification that says, "Hey, not a long line on Winnie the Pooh," then there's no like either wow. everyone goes, "I don't care." Or everyone goes to Winnie the Pooh and then there's a long line. I think you're assuming that the app is going to give everybody the same information. Yeah. I don't not. think that's yeah. the I, I assume that it would be based off location. Like if I'm in Frontierland, they say, oh, you know, Country Bear starts in three minutes. You can get a seat. But if I'm in Fantasyland, hey, if you go to Teacups right now, they're short. I feel like location services will have to play Plus, into it. Plus, what your stated interest for the day was will play into that as well. It, <laughs> sure, like, maybe we could exclude kid or, I don't know, youngster-oriented <laughs> things. Like, I don't want... I don't want Goofy's Flight School. Yeah, I don't want Barnstormer. Barnstormer, yeah. that's what I meant. Barnstormer. <laughs> like, same, same thing on the yeah, West Coast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Similar. Does yeah. anyone here actually trust that their AI no. and their crowd, <laughs> like... Their crowd data sourcing is going to be good enough to like make an intelligent app that actually would present you with. Well, here's decisions here is why I kind of agree with Rob in that there might be a silver lining to this, and that that that's that we know not to trust the information <laughs> being given to us by Disney Genie. There are plenty of people who will blindly go, "Oh, we can get right on Dumbo." 
Let's do it! <laughs> and, you know, the savvier people will eventually find a way to use the system as best they can to their advantage. It may take some time and some frustration, but... Yeah, this is exactly the kind of stuff I love to test out. Like, right. this is going to be something right. that I'm going to love to go down there and be like, I'm not paying for it today. I'm going to see how many rides I can get on. I can't wait to see... I just feel like this is going to be just exploited, like, early on. Like, there are going to be bugs that people are going to be able to <laughs> exploit, and I'm going to just love it. Well, well right, Report so... Report back to us on yeah, the, what you hear from that, because I'd be interested in... Some of the rules are, I think maybe we touched, you can only buy two of the individually priced attractions per day. So will it keep to that? That's a potential. Why right? do they care? And, and yeah, they, really, and, why and, do they care? I think it's to, people are paying the premium to Matt's point of, that line has got it, right? If you shell out 20 bucks for Rise of Resistance, I want on that ride. As soon as I get in that queue, I'm not, you, I, I am not waiting. Can you so, only buy those if you do the Genie Plus? Great question. I don't think they're, they're I think they're mutually exclusive. Okay, okay, so if I say, hey, all I want to do today is get on Space Mountain and Seven Dwarfs when I'm at the Magic Kingdom, I'm just going to pay for them and then bounce and not get on yes, anything. Yes, I, I be, right. That's, oh. I, I believe so. I, again, I, and that is the Lightning Lane. Lightning Lane is the Genie Plus. Those are like synonymous. They're all Lightning Lane. It's Lightning well, Lane technically, for both yeah, them. it is, but it's individual so, selected passes right. the, are the big, big uh, rides. Let's just call them Lightning Lane and E-Ticket Lightning Lanes. Well, they, and yes. those are, and the Genie Plus service is necessary for the one at a time Lightning Lanes. But the e-ticket lightning lanes you can purchase separately. We think. We think, we think. from Disney Plus. I mean, Genie, Genie Plus. This thing is so stupid. They're putting a lot of faith <laughs> yep. in the app. A lot Too of faith much. in the I'm app. I'm trying to uh, come up with an literary um, term for because they need something to distinguish the individually priced ones. And I was like, oh, they could have thunder. And I'm like. Thunder something. I don't know. Thunder down under. <laughs> I, I'm expecting. Okay, with Lightning Lane, like I'm gonna see Lightning McQueen. Oh, oh you know they're gonna. Oh. You know they're gonna use that. I, I, so the writing's stupid. on the wall. Yeah, I see it. So right. stupid. So we're also gonna ruin Owen Wilson's legacy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and that's the biggest. That's the real the biggest part. shame. So here's my biggest defense of it. Um, this it, to me when I started reading the details of it is very reminiscent of Disney Max Pass in Disneyland, and I loved that system, and it it's as close as we're gonna get I guess to that system here. So that's counter argument. Anyone? Mm. Well, I think I think this could have been. I would probably be on board if there wasn't this separate premium feature for individual attractions. If I, they had just, I agree with you. If they had just said $15, any ride, it will be Lightning Lane. I think that would have sure. simplified it. It would have made it like, okay, I get it. We'll do this. But you're, you're making it overly complicated. And really, I think that's where people are seeing it as a, you know, shaking people by the ankles to get their money. <laughs> and it's not, it wasn't necessary. That, that's my, my thought. Interesting. I, 
I the biggest okay, for how Holly and I typically do a trip, we don't plan it sixty days in advance, and I mean we've gone in on a, as short a notice as five or six days. You go to do fast passes in the I'm, again. I'm comparing it to the old system. Um, if, you know, if you wanted to have a day anywhere, I mean, you were getting lousy fast passes or just really. And lousy by the times. old system, you mean the fast pass plus, not like not legacy cor- fast passes. Correct. Correct. Yes. Um, so to me, not knowing I could get good fast passes if I choose to pay for the the thing. On you know, if we decided to go down tomorrow, and this is available, we could do that as a, as opposed to fast pass plus. You couldn't do but that. But you're getting up at seven o'clock. But here's uh-huh. the back. So, so to that so the, to that point, right? It, it also stated that not being on property won't affect your choices for the people off property, and I, I'm assuming you could book your first one when you get to the park. I, I think. Do you, do you, fit, oh, never mind. Wait a, wait a second. What are you saying? I'm saying that the 7 a.m. for you, you said you hated that. Yeah. But from what I read was that's not going to affect the choices you have if you're staying off property and you get to the Magic Kingdom at 11 for those guests staying off property. But you still have, you still have to wake up and do it, right? No, but you wouldn't be able to. Oh, so you, have, you to, have to wait until you get to the that's my understanding. Okay. Only the people on property can get in a seven. Disney or you know okay. the, um. the good neighbor hotels to Disney Springs. I think will have access, but I think hmm. people staying off site or locals won't be able to get that first selection until they get to the park. I think that's I could be wrong with some of this stuff, but I think that's my oh. understanding. I will be very interested to see. I don't even know if I can phrase this correctly. I'll be interested to see what happens to the parks later in the day with this system. Because I think what this is going to do is for people who are staying on property, A, you're waking up at 7 a.m. Someone in your party's up at 7. That already means your day starting early. So what is the likelihood that someone's getting to a park at rope drop and then staying till close? It's, it's not very likely. That person who woke up at 7 will be beat. Also, if they know they're going to be at the park at rope drop, they're scheduling that one fast pass as early as possible, if that makes most logical sense. <laughs> so then they're going to be going in order for, I'm going to take the earliest, 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 so it may be advantageous for people who don't want to pay for this service to go to the park later in the day until all the like the fast pass people have eaten up what's to be <laughs> eaten up in true. the morning. Because yeah. if you're waking up at seven, you are probably getting earlier slots. Um, unless I mean, unless you specifically are thinking, oh, I want to get on whatever at noon. I'm not gonna. I'm not getting to the park until later. But if it's if it's front loading the day for people staying on property, then I, I think the the evenings in the parks, as far as rides go, will look a little not less. only that too. Like you have to consider before you can actually make your reservations in advance, your fast pass reservations in advance, and then you can do your dining. 
So I would feel dining oh. would be kind of tricky because you don't know when your right, lightning lane passes are going to be. Right. I think we have to see that. In, we have to see it. In practice. In practice. Yeah, of what, I agree. What it's going to allow you to, to do. I see the pros and I see the cons in it. It's just I feel like I can't really form a valid opinion until I try it. And there's also no start date. Fall, Correct. right? Fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I, f- I think that we're going to see this before October 1st. Oh, I hope not. I would love to have one more trip without it. I think they're going to try and, and, and get it. You before. think like mid-September, end of September? I think that we'll at least see like testing for certain key groups by the end of September. Mm-hmm. Interesting. If yeah. not a full rollout, it something that you made me think of, or mm-hmm. I think you're, you, no, you're. My assumption would be, I have a park reservation for the morning Magic Kingdom. I purchase this. I want to hop to Epcot for the evening. I'm assuming I could still access the. I would hope so. Better be able attractions to there hop if you have a hop. Right? I didn't think about that. You mean like be able That's to get the way I had a pass read. at Epcot later that afternoon? Yeah. That's a a lightning I, lane reservation, like, yeah. you know, yeah. for six o'clock for Soren after you leave Magic Kingdom. I had read that if you got Disney Genie Plus, say, for Magic Kingdom in the morning, it applied to okay. any park that you park hop to later in the day. Okay. When you buy it, they're just going to need to give you like a 20 page PDF yeah. with all the rules and, and. Oh, the lines against relations are going to be so long. Can't wait. So it's going to be great. Well, when it all comes down to it, like, it just scares me. It's in the My Disney Experience app. Like, yeah. that really worries yeah, me. Yeah. Um, I feel like they're. Well, I guess the strategy from what we've been saying here is to bundle your Epcot day with an Animal Kingdom day because that would be a day you wouldn't want to use it and maybe do huh? flight passage first thing in the morning and then yeah but you're hop- going to pay for that well you don't have to you can still wait, so we'll say, say what you said oh, again no I'm saying if you ever decide if we're saying it's probably not worth it to buy anything the day that you're at Animal Kingdom and the day you're at Epcot you should plan your trip so your Epcot and Animal Kingdom days are always like the half days together. So the day you go to Animal Kingdom, we'll say, since you only go there like once or twice on a week vacation, we'll say, make sure that that other half of your day is Epcot so that you aren't paying for it that day instead of doing like a real heavy day at Hollywood Studios should be paired with the Magic Kingdom because that way you would get your money's worth. Yeah. yeah. That makes yep. sense. Yeah. <clears throat> Interesting. Well... I think we beat this up. I'm mm-hmm. sure <laughs> this will not be the last no, discussion no, no. of this. And uh-huh. there's no way we have time to do our uh, top main topic that we were planning on doing because we're at like the hour mark. And, oh wow! And that's okay, a, why don't we save that for our sure. next? We should save save that for another time because that's a beefy topic, and I don't want to like feel like we're like blasting through that because. There's a lot of discussion that could be had. Matt has that. big notes, I see, over here. So he's ready Ooh, to Damn go. it, I took notes, okay? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Impressive. I'm not going to waste them. All right, well, then we'll do we'll do that our next time. So, Anything else that we want to discuss about Disney, Genie? Or? Or whatever. Lightning, <laughs> or whatever. Lightning. Lightning lanes. lanes. Ka-chow. <laughs> why, is it, why is it $5 more at Disneyland? 
That's weird. I don't know. I don't know. We said that. It's 15 in the world. More, like, you could potentially ride so much more at Disneyland because you could ride, do both parks in one day. Like, well, if I got Star a one Wars day, and I feel like there's Disneyland. more out there. Oh, definitely. There are more attractions there. And if they think, well, if you're at Disney World, like, only certain people know how to really, like, finesse where you go to make it worth it in a day where at Disneyland it's like you want to walk over to California Adventure okay like you there's more accessibility to two parks where at Disney World it's not quite as easily navigated do you think if they if they made this so Disney I'm sure has the um we weren't trying to wrap it up, right? I mean, we no, still no, have no, no, no. I was just, okay. I just okay. was saying that uh, we're not going to. This won't take. So you don't have to rush. I was just saying we don't have time for the main topic, but we can spend as much time on this. This is the want. main topic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Disney obviously has the data on how many average visits a annual pass holder makes on their pass. Say it's twelve days, right? Mm-hmm. So any given, would you be more attracted to it if they? said, okay, your gold pass next year is going to be $100 and it's good for, you get the lightning lane. More. 100, would you be more inclined? Absolutely. Okay. Added into, I think the problem with this, and I'm going to steal this from our friend Joey, um, who's a podcast listener, is we talk about the crowd levels and trying to price people out and that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to price yep. people out. Yep. I don't think $15 is pricing people out. I think adding $100 to your annual pass, that would price more people out than adding $15 per day. So it'll be interesting to see how this really works in practice because I think people are going to be likely to spend $15 and I think it I'd be I I don't I have no way of predicting what it's actually going to yeah. do to the lines and how many people are going to do this. So it's yeah, hard to tell I agree. now. Even but if it is per person per day, which yeah, I get it. It adds up. You have a party of 4, that's you're looking at $60 per day if you opt to do this. But like even that like Disney has already established itself as this was once at Walt Disney World was once an affordable vacation destination for middle class, like low to middle class families that like could like save and go to to Disney World. It is no longer. They are firmly leaning into this is middle to upper class based on pricing. And that fifteen dollars is not going to like you said it. I don't think that that's going to have much of an effect on crowds. If part of this, if not just secondarily, is to thin out the herd, it's not gonna. I, I don't know if they're looking. Well, they are looking to reduce the amount of people overall in the parks. Yeah, even if it's a secondary but, benefit yeah. from their perspective, like. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Uh, I I think that the idea is you pay a premium for. A premium service. For, your your time right. It's hard to it, it's hard for me to think about this as paying a premium for a premium service. This to me in my head and it probably will be the way a lot of other people think about it is paying a premium for a standard service and not paying anything for a substandard service. Mm-hmm. It, it's hard not to for me to look at this situation and compare it. I'm always going to compare it to how it was before. I got three fast passes that I could get, and and I I completely am the opposite. I love having it scheduled out sixty days <laughs> because it just is it's less stressful for me. I know what I know what I'm getting into that day. I don't have to worry about it in the morning. 
I always, I'm a perpetual way ahead planner. So, you know, that was always really nice for me. But to me, you're going to pay for what you expect as your service to get into this lightning lane. That's going to be your expected wait time. If you're going to go and try and wait in a standby line, it's going to seem like hell on earth. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's what this is going to end up being. I miss those damn paper tickets. Me I miss too. Legacy Fast Pass. I had that down to such a oh, yeah. fine-tuned process. Like I was the master of my domain <laughs> when it came to Legacy Fast Pass and those paper tickets, and it's a bummer. But I did like Max Pass. I did like Max Pass, so I can't deny I I do like that. And this and I is, think a lot of people did. And this <clears throat> is at least semi-similar to that. However, we don't have all the information right now on those e-ticket extras because right. that's what take me off i could do radiator springs and space mountain in the same day sure. and sure. I, you know i could do all the ticket rides in the same day i think fast, you had a good fast. point earlier today when you and i were talking about it and that you said that anyone who is looking at this favorably i think the way you phrased it was like when the actual prices get revealed you know all those unknowns that we're operating on all these assumptions on on what rides are in this premium paid for service, whatever, whatever we were calling it right, right. even 10 minutes ago and how much it'll cost. Stand, it's, stand it's going TV. to be a negative. Like that news that comes out, there's no way that whatever they say is going to be a positive. Otherwise they'd have said it already. Yeah. Yeah. I think, it, I think it's bad that we don't know that yet. I think that's bad for us. I think we're looking at, Paris prices. Oh, sure. You're looking yeah. at... These are market price. Yeah. You're paying for... You're a like, lobster. how much is the lobster? Well, they don't put it on the menu because... <laughs> would you be shocked to see $50 for a ride at some point during the day? Hell yeah, I would be shocked to see $50. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked. You don't at, think that would happen? Oh, you mean... you're you're. I, I'm saying I would not be surprised at all to open the app at some point and see that Rise of the Resistance is $50 to get on in the lightning lane. <laughs> I don't think oh, I, I don't think I would get that high. I don't think I'd get that I high. Think, I think oh, I'm saying it right okay, now. Mark me right. down. All right. I think Today's we will top out at fifty dollars to rise the resistance as a surge price. Yeah, that is. I think I think the hard part for me is, and I said this earlier that it like it all depends on who you're with and what kind of trip it yeah. is. But if it was just me and Matt, so let's just say it's just us as a couple going. I just date. I. <laughs> I just can't see either of us being like, this is worth it. Like, I like we're putting a price on rides, and I just don't know. There's, I don't know that there's a ride. Like maybe the fifteen dollars for like, let's say fifteen rides in in Magic Kingdom. Okay, that's fine. But once we get into this surge pricing, like we're gonna be like having these debates outside these rides. Like, is it worth it to do Rock and Roller yeah. Coaster for twenty two dollars? And like, I was afraid. Like, of the I'm Paris never. I'm. I don't think I'm ever gonna say yes. That I it think is. if it was like, in single digits, like I think if it was like eight bucks, I'm like I might think about that. You know, I, I was kind of thinking this, and and specifically of some of our friends' kids. Like if you were going to take two of our friends' kids yes. on the Slinky Dog, you might shell out ten bucks a person to just not have to wait in a line to do it. That might be the one instance where you would do that. 
and it would be like a, a gift. Yeah, yeah, it's like, like, yeah, it's like buying your friend a cameo from David Arquette. <laughs> like, it costs 12 bucks because it's David Arquette, <laughs> but, like, it's for your friend. And if you got a cameo from someone, you'd be like, okay, like, I would never pay for this, but, like, I'm happy that you did. <laughs> I think I, that's kind of what it's like. Right. <laughs> I do... Okay, so, in a way, I'll, here's a scenario where I could see... So... Uh, Ratatouille's gonna open soon mm -hmm. Holly and I decide to do a quick weekend In November say We're there two or three days We make an Ep Epcot Park reservation Under the system without this Pay for right? It's kind of like Rise Where if you don't get into the virtual queue at 7 You're not riding it mm -hmm. right? So now at least There is that option Where that might be the only reason We're going down right. there is to do this new attraction yeah. We could shell out the if it's say fifteen to thirty bucks, and at least we know we're getting on it. Yeah, I I could see maybe using it in that for like something brand new. Right, like but after that, but what's your re re rideability right. with that? Right, like I, I don't see us paying for rise. We've yeah. done it enough yeah. that it, if we get in the virtual queue, great. Right. If not, uh, oh, okay. Well. Yeah, I agree with you. I'll There's take my chances, and if I don't get, but like that would be the like the one time. We would pay for, for it in that scenario. But if we were there for a week, no. If we have multiple days at Epcot, yeah, we'll, we'll just keep yeah, trying trade, the virtual keep, queue, right. and then maybe the last day. All right, we didn't get on it. Now we'll we'll shell out the. Is Remy's a virtual queue? Yes, mm -hmm. it's okay. going to function. They said they were going to make some tweaks to that as well. I don't know what that means, and I'm assuming the same will apply to Rise. Uh, Rise. <laughs> we shall see. We shall see. <laughs> There are a lot of variables here. Yeah. But all right, we sufficiently <laughs> sufficiently, sufficiently sufficiently beat this to the ground. Yes. Yeah. Yep. It needed to be. Yeah, yeah it really did. Legend. Yes. Anyone got any last call items? Nothing. No. I. Uh, oh. Is it this week? Maybe it was this weekend. The other five episodes of Behind the Attraction. No, and I'm not oh. doing that all day. Wait. Were they? Uh, I thought was it was. It? Yeah, uh, I feel like you're right. I'll tell you in a second. All of us just feverishly. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll fill the dead air here while everybody well, there's, extra, there's, there's extra episodes. Oh yeah, yes. five, five more. Some was it this weekend? I thought it that's was. What, that's what we think. I thought what so. What the heck was I doing? I know. Oh and man, those it's were really the, good. It's the castles. It's the monorail. Yeah, the transportation. It's, is it oh. pirates? I feel like it has to be. They need to do a pirates one. There's five more. They released the first. Yep. They I would like them. a big thunder one too. I'm looking at it. They released the castles, Disneyland Hotel, <laughs> It's a Small World, Trains, Trams, and Monorails, oh. and the Hall of Presidents. Oh, oh. dang. H.O.P. I know what I'm doing tonight. Disney, <laughs> I think Disneyland Hotel might be the... And I know. I like you don't have to watch them sequentially. Oh, so you, you don't. Can, they're, they're all, right, they're independent. all separate. Do you think they're going to continue to do more? Because I, I would like so. to do. I would like to see a Big Thundy. Mm -hmm. That <laughs> would be a good one. I'd like yeah, to they see might a do a more. season two. I would like a Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. Oh, yeah, that'd be a fun one. I'd like to do a see a splash when they redo Splash. Oh, do like yeah. the full history. The Dark Rides. I'd oh, like to do... That'd be a good one. Selfishly, I'd want to see them do um, Alien Encounter because I never got to see it when it was Stitch. And I know that like Stitch, Stitch's whatever encounter... Mess. That might be at the bottom of the yeah, website. Yeah, yeah, but we might need like Alien twenty Encounter seasons. Is such an interesting, <laughs> it's such an interesting concept that they that they did that. 
Man, I saw a TikTok of Alien Encounter. Like, did I did I send that to you? I no. it was like I, I and just like people screaming, just like <gasps> like it is so frightening just to watch. It's just like flashing lights and people losing it. And I'm like, man, that is frightening. Yeah, I want to see that. I want to see the huh. the storyboards for that. Yeah. So I gave you your next five hours yeah, of uh, entertainment. Man. Yeah. All right. Well. If that's it then. That's a good time. Alright, good last call. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for listening to WDW Happy Hour. Please like us on Facebook and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. If you enjoy the podcast, we encourage you to share by telling your friends and also writing a nice review on iTunes. Cheers.